Thanks for tuning in to the Ask Amadeus podcast. My name is Marcus Amadeus Schott. I'm your host. And this episode, we're going to make this a real estate episode. This is kind of like a tips and tricks episode versus some of our other stuff where it'll be more broad internet. But if you like real estate, you're thinking about real estate, you tune into the show about because of this and personal finance and investing, this is the episode for you. We are going to help first-time homebuyers get their stuff together. When I say stuff, I mean their life. And when we say their life, meaning buying a home, this is the first-time homebuyers checklist. I'm a licensed real estate agent, New York, New Jersey. We help people all across the country buy homes, set them up with the best possible team for success. And we're here to do that for you as well. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy. ready to buy a house. You're reading it on the internet that rates are low. You're seeing it on the TV that transactions are up all across the country. People want to buy homes. And you're renting right now and you're a first home time, first time home buyer or maybe you live with family, but you're ready to buy a home. So we are here to help you out and one of the big things people forget or people overlook when doing anything really but buying a house is start with the end in mind that's what it's a great it's a great phrase use it in your life i didn't make it up i heard it from some other person who uses it a lot but it's a great great phrase great philosophy to move forward do what you need to do with the end in mind that means prepping what's the other phrase that everyone uses all the time. Measure twice, cut once. I'm a huge believer in it. So this episode, first time homebuyers checklist, get yourself ready and we're here to help you. So the first thing you want to do is make sure that you're really, really ready, like really, really, really ready. Because yes, you might be buying a house for 500,000 or a million dollars, but you're really, especially if you're financing, you're really signing up for a 30 year obligation of being there, and working and earning income. So one of the first checklists is, do you have a stable income? Do you have a stable job? Can you afford the house? And that means, are you gonna be moving around a lot too? Can you see yourself living there in the same town for the next five to 10 years? Then yeah, check, check it off. You're, you're two checks down. One, stable income. Two, are you gonna be there for five to 10 years? A lot of people use this because you know, the first 10 years of a, uh, a mortgage, half of your monthly payments are basically interest. And then there's taxes, if you use brokers, transition, transactional costs to selling and buying places. So five to 10 years generally is when it starts to uh, be more beneficial. And then step three, are you prepared for the extra work that comes with home ownership? When you're renting a place, you live in a high rise or you rent from a, a landlord within a single family house, you don't have to do nearly as much stuff for the house. You, you don't have to maintain your you don't have to maintain your your home in terms of garbage, fix things. Usually they have handy handy people to help you out, handy you know, handymen to help you out. Um, and then, you know, there's there, the da- the downsides of owning a house is you will have unforeseen costs. A lot of people when they buy buildings, they forget or homes, they forget, you know, you need to have a reserve fund when something happens. Maybe a tree falls in your house and the insurance isn't going to 
pay right away or something happens along those lines, unforeseen expense, are you ready for that work? So if you have those three checked, great, you did it. We're going to move on to the next stage, which is create your home wish list. You can go on Zillow. You can go walk around your neighborhood. You can talk to friends and family. There's a lot of houses out there. If you've ever walked around, you know that. There's all different types. There's there's apartment buildings. There's single, single family homes. There's duplexes. There's condos and HOAs. And there's a lot of options out there. So don't waste your time. Don't run around ragged. So you really need to create your home wish list. And what you need to, what does that mean? Number 1, determine what's most important for you right now. Location, number of bedrooms, a yard, bathrooms, do you need separate access? Do you want to have an extra rental apartment? Is it close to work? Things like that or where you need to commute. And then check out different neighborhoods. Don't just be specific at one place or be so broad that it's everywhere. Get one or two neighborhoods, maybe three, and get a feel for those areas and what's most important to you. Does it have a downtown? How far is, do you have to go to schools? Are there schools? Make sure that you know, A, what you want in a specific house, and then B, the neighborhoods or areas that you are that you want to be in. Do they have everything you need? And then weigh those trade-offs. Get a list. Yes to this, no to that. All right, the third part, figure out what you can afford. This is very simple. Don't go looking for a million-dollar house if you cannot afford a million-dollar house. Don't go looking for a $200,000 house if you can't afford it. You may think you can afford something, but if you can pay cash, great. If you, if you got to do it with the bank, figure it out right away. So request your credit report from one of the three agencies, you know, Equifax, Experian, or TransUsion, and uh, fix any errors right away. So I see a lot of people's credit reports for buying and selling and renting. And one big thing is you will find people that didn't pay a cable bill from like 10 years ago. It's on the report and it's not a, it's not a good thing. So go ahead, look at that report, get them all fixed. Then determine a down payment, ideally 20% to avoid paying PMI. And what do you say? What is PMI? It's private mortgage insurance. So you don't always need to put 20% down. It's beneficial that you do. If you do put less than 20% down, say you know 10% or say you get an FHA loan, you have PMI, which is private mortgage insurance, and that is a requirement. So that's another fee sunk cost in your monthly payments. And then calculate how much you'll need in an emergency fund for unexpected maintenance or repairs. It's what we talked about before. It's one of the biggest things that gets people because sometimes people, they do construction projects or something happens to the house and then they can't fix something and then the problem exacerbates over time and it impacts your quality of living while you're there and then also the value of your house. And then sometimes the safety or compliance with, with zoning. So, you, you know, sometimes and then you can have problems with the government, which you don't like that either. So those are one, parts one, two and three for this episode. The next three parts will finish it out and you will get a, be an expert or almost an expert and you will know if you can buy a house or not. And even if you're not going to buy a house, when you're ready, now you'll know. Okay. But first, you know, we have to, we got to sell you something. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you've made it this long, you're my favorite listener. That's, that's, that's a fact. All right. Part four, gather all the documentation that you need. This is one of the most important things. When you're financing, you, you, when you're buying a house, you need to have your documents together. It's going to make things move quicker. And then if you have a a market that's extremely seller 
favored right now. You might be competing with multiple offers, so you want to have as much paperwork as you can to make sure that not only you can pay for the house, but then you can close on the house and there won't be any unforeseen hiccups in the, the, the loan process. So one, collect proof of employment, proof of income. This includes pay stubs, tax returns, and P&L statements if you're your own business, 1099s if you have clients uh, or you're that type of a gig employee. And and collect those all in one place. It's I think it's great to make like a little drive, something secure that you know maybe has a password on it, and then you could just build that or on your desktop build that file, and then when you're ready, you're, it's easy to share. Print out bank and investment account statements from the past ninety days. Show that you have liquid funds. Maybe that you're going to use portions of this for your down payment, and then uh, compile your previous address and current landlord's contact information. Maybe you need a reference. It's a, always good to have. They run checks on you from your previous address, so do that. And then the next stage, stage five. Remember, this is a pre-buying. You're not even into the process yet. This is just whittling down your options so that you, once you're ready, you can pounce like a, like a cheetah, like a cat. Research mortgages. Not all mortgages are created equal. There's a lot of options for different people. If you're a VA, maybe you get a VA loan. You can get a FHA, which is low down payment loan. You got to be your primary residence. But there's a, a, a bunch of different factors that go into mortgages, like request quotes from multiple lenders and compare shops for loans. You can go directly to a bank or you can go to um, a mortgage broker who can shop it around for you. Make sure that they're giving you full disclosure and understanding all the fees and uh, understanding the difference between the loans, okay? So then once you shop around, know your loans, talk to a mortgage uh, officer or two, talk to someone, maybe you have maybe you get a private, have a private banker that you work with as well, talk to them, see what options they have, and then uh, get pre-qualified for a loan. Many sellers won't even consider a bid unless you're pre-qualified, so don't be wasting anyone's time, especially your own. So find out what you can get and then obtain a pre-approval letter. This requires a credit check, background check, but it can make your candidate stronger. When I say candidate, I mean you. And it's a little bit more, it's considered a little bit more farther down the line or verified. So if you can get pre-qualified, great. Sometimes they just have a conversation and give you a pre-qualification, but a pre-approval that's running the credit checks the background checks and verifying the income. And then finally, step number number six is assemble your team. You can't most, you know, there's certain states have different requirements, different jurisdictions have different um, best practices, how they do this, but assemble your team. Get a real estate agent that you trust that maybe they know your area. They know your specific type of um, property you want to buy is, or maybe they worked with your aunt Jan and they did a really good job and then it's a personal referral. And then ask a family member for second opinions going through the buying process. Now, I say this with a caveat, don't bring your your parents or your second cousin who's a contractor to everything that you, every showing because you don't want to have too many cooks in the kitchen, but it, it is good to just you know get a professional professional person who's serving your best interest to give you their opinion and then also run it by 
you know, trusted friends or family who've been through the process and uh, they can kind of give you uh, their opinion as well. You know, most people only buy one, two, three homes in their entire lives. And then professionals, you know, they're a little bit more objective. They have standards and they kind of, you know, sometimes you go through lots and lots of deals in a year. They have that that experience. But then also, you know, they want to they have objectives in mind to push the deal through as best they can in your best interest, as is required by a fiduciary. We have other episodes about what a fiduciary is. It's serving your best interest, okay? And then it's part of assembly, last of a part of assembling your team. You have your agent, you have your mortgage broker. Uh, you should also use a real estate uh, attorney that is specializes in real estate. A lot of people want to use friends and family who do litigation or other, you know, family law. Get someone who does real estate. It's very important. You got to make sure the title clears. You want to make sure that they understand real estate contract. And then you want to get it done quickly, okay? And then also, when you use a real estate attorney, they're, they're seeing huge, much bigger volumes of transactions. They can pick up on things that maybe you, you miss that a, a, an attorney that does something else would not pick up on. And then also, inspectors. You need, you need, you're going to want an inspector. The bank gets... The bank gets you an appraiser. Uh, you might want to have a handyman or contractor who can give you quotes that you can, can trust. And then, you know, moving. Get movers. Get the best quote on movers. And then finally, when you're there, you can move in. You can throw a party, have a great time. The whole process, can, you know, it can go get done in 45 days from the time you make an offer to close. That's extremely quick. Sometimes you might be doing it six months or a year. You, you find a house. Something comes up with the inspection. You lose out on multiple bid offers. Uh, maybe you get cold feet and you decide you don't want to move on something. Um, so it can take a while. Just give yourself that time. And then once you've made the decision, commit to it. Don't don't go lease a car. Don't go buy a car or a boat before you're closing. Once you know, Finding the house is one thing. Getting the, getting the offer accepted is another. And then you got to go through the inspection and actually get to the closing table, which can be you know, a couple months. And you don't want to screw anything up in in between. So know your know your process. And that's what you lean on your real estate agents for. And that is me. Hopefully this this episode for first time homebuyer checklist you found informative, entertaining. And if you need to buy a house, give me a call. DM me at Marcus Amadeus on social medias. Go to my website, MarcusShot.com. I have a lot of my real estate resources there, including a first-time homebuyer's checklist. But easiest, too, is also my Instagram, at Marcus Amadeus. Go to my link tree. You'll see the properties I have available. You'll see the resources I have for homebuyers and other information, even other podcasts that I do to help people out. And that's all we got for today. I'm excited for you and your process and everybody who's buying homes this year. I would love to help you out. Give me a call. And we'll talk soon. Bye.